0: the uncomfortable truth. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you this morning. If you're anything like me and you're keep your beard a little bit unkept, well, I'll say a little bit. If you've been around me, I shave about once every month or so. But when the mustache hairs on the top side of the mustache start growing up and the nose hairs start growing down and they intertwine, man, that's uncomfortable. (laughs) Welcome to the uncomfortable truth. Today is Obie's day and uh, I'll open this up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just we love you, Lord. We want to honor you in everything that we do, God. We want to uh, get your message across, Lord. I pray that you help us do that today. I pray that you touch people out there that are listening. In your name, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever
1: time you're listening, um, we're going to get into a, a, a neat topic today that that. Uh, again, this podcast is the uncomfortable truth there's going to be some uncomfortable truths uncovered in, 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 this topic today. Uh, I was inspired on this topic by, um, we had a guest speaker at our church this week and
0: we get, <laughs> I'm changing, I'm changing mine now. Are you really? Oh, Yo, that dude is so good. Sorry to cut you off.
1: Oh, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah we had a we had a guest speaker at our church, and uh, the guest speaker was was talking about uh, righteousness. He was talking about justice. He was talking about uh, mercy and steadfast love and and uh, we could talk about all of those things and spend the next day, you know talking about all those things, but I'm gonna I'm going to really hone in on the the righteousness and justice aspects of it um so our verse for today is Psalms 89 14. Fourteen. Psalms 8914 I'm going to read that to you righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne steadfast love and faithfulness go before you <clears throat> let me read that one more time and we'll get into this Psalms 8914. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. So what this sermon that I listened to that inspired me, uh, you know, got me to thinking about was the concept of God, the way that the world views God, the way that uh, the world views righteousness, the way that the world views justice, um, and then flip that, you know, kind of flip the script on that and then how God views righteousness and justice. And and so you know, we what the what the sermon that I was listening to was talking about was um basically in Hebrew, um in the old language, righteousness and justice are inseparable. They're they're the same word. So Basically, um, back then there, there was no distinction. Whenever you read verses in the Bible, uh, that say righteousness, you could literally, literally take that word out and put justice in there. And it meant the same thing. Uh, so the righteousness of God and the justice of God in, in their eyes, the way it was interpreted when the Bible was written was that it was the same inseparable, you know, no distinction. Um, So, our world has a little bit different definition of justice and righteousness than God's definition of justice and righteousness. And I feel like it's more skewed and we're more confused than we've ever been in the history of the world. Um, You know, it's basically, we've strayed so far from... The actual true concept of God that we have all of these different groups, these brands, these sports teams, uh, these sport affiliations, these organizations, leaders of the of of any group that you can imagine, whether that be feminist, whether it be the um, LBG t q community I don't even know how you say all that, but i mean we've we've got we've got all of these different groups that have developed their own sense of what's right and what's wrong, and we have an extremely confused and misguided view of how we ought to be living our lives, and everybody's view is different and and so <clears throat> basically this sermon and what i wanted to to get into today was the uncomfortable truth of what uh, we're experiencing in this world today and where is that uncomfortable truth. And I feel like that now more than ever, we have to search for it. You know, the world decides that it's not just to assign gender at birth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that it's, I, I'm going to go further, but do I need to go further? You know, I mean, we we decide that, I mean, somehow, somewhere, somebody at some point made the decision to decide that it was not justified to assign gender at birth. We've got folks in uh, the, the transgender world that – think it's okay for a transgender male to compete against women in female sports. They think that's justified. They think that it's okay for a man to compete against women because he identifies as a woman in female sports. We think that that's okay. We have groups that think that's justified. And then we have the feminist who... Think well. That's not fair, which it's not, by the way. It is absolutely not fair. They think that's not fair. Um, you know, that's that's intruding on what's just and fair to them. So they don't think that it's just to have male males competing in female sports. Which I couldn't agree more. But again, all this goes back to the fact that each group, everyone has their own sense of righteousness and justice. We're extremely confused, like I've mentioned several times. Uh, I want to reference <clears throat> another Bible verse. It's Micah 6.8. Micah 6.8 says, My people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So the Lord has told us what is good. He's told us what is good. And this is what he's requiring of us, to do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. We're to act justly, not by the world's standards. We're to act righteously, not by the world's standards of righteousness and justice, but by the Lord's standards of justice. You know, um, we create these systems of justice and righteousness and none of them are the same. They're all different. And it's, it's just insane guys. Um, you know, I, I just, this, this sermon which Shane obviously heard it spoke to him as well. Um, and I mean it, it, it really just made me start taking notes after about the five minute Mark thinking, we've got to discuss this, you know, we've got to talk about this. Um, So I'm going to pass it around the room, you know, um, see what you guys think about this topic. I want to see, see what y'all y'all think about uh, just the mass confusion, chaos, you know, going into the world. We, we just, we're on the, um, what was, what was this week where, um, you know, the police officer up in Minneapolis got convicted of murder and, and it uh, looks like he's probably going to go to prison for the rest of his life. You know, you've got this group on the right that thinks uh, that this was unjust. You've got this group on the left that think this was overdue justification. Um, you know, you've got all of these different systems of justice, and none of them are the same. And, and um, you know, I, I just you know, like to hear what you guys think about this topic.
2: For me, you know, um this is Sean whenever i um think about blurring the the those lines uh, of what's right and just and and then you know um and I think about truth and seeking truth um you know when you start blurring those lines, it's a very slippery slope, it's a very dangerous place to be and um and it's scary it's scary to me to think about where our society is today, you know, as a whole. Um and uh, you know, I, I think about like gender identity, you know, and listening to people like Jordan Peterson, you know, on, on some of his podcast and and listen to him explain that from a scientific standpoint. And, you know, it's um it's ludicrous to to think that, you know, that Um, that you can come in and start blurring those lines to the point to where you have uh, transvestites that are going into these little kindergarten classes and and teaching kindergartners that it's okay, um, you know, to identify as this or that. And it's not okay. And, um, and that's, if you, if you're looking for the truth, it's not okay. And uh, so many, so many people you know uh on the on the far left and you know you have a lot of people that are just like hey just leave them alone let them let them do what they want to but whenever you start inf- infiltrating how do you say that infiltrating in- imposing yeah. or, or imposing yeah i mean when you're when you're you're going in and in, in your um you're destroying the fabric of what we were founded on and in and, and you know in the fabric of the moral fabric of this nation, you know, from a, um, um, I mean, it's, it's scary. It really is. And, uh, you know, to, to think that, uh, you know, my child can go to the restroom at target and then all of a sudden a grown man's sitting in the stall next to her, you know, um, and she's 12 years old, you know, that that's a scary thought to me, uh, to think that that's where we are as a society, um, you know, and, um, it's um it's disturbing, in every sense of the word, and it's and it's wrong, and uh, you know, and it's not from a biblical standpoint. I automatically think about um, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, and I think <laughs> you, know, what, yeah. and, you know what, and and the Roman
0: <laughs> Romans, I think about them too. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's um uh, it's uh it's a scary thought to think that you know we are God's creation, and at what. Point do we cross the line where he says, "You know what, I, I I'm done." You know, like uh, the cha- the chaos
1: and the the mass confusion is just amplifying more and more every day. It's it's not getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I saw where there's a university up in somewhere in the Northeast that's suing the Biden administration because there was some type of inaction that allowed transgender men to stay in the women's dorms at that college. And so, Goodness uh, gracious. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know exactly the details of it, but you know, it comes across my, it came across my news feed on my phone. So it's a story, you know, okay. uh, you know, it's, it's a story and I, you're right, Sean. I mean, where's the line? I mean, at what point, how do we, how do we fix this? Um, you know, I mean, how do we fix it, Shane?
0: So, uh, just to I'm gonna elaborate on this sermon a little bit, um, because I thought it was really a really, really great sermon. The guy's name's Thomas Nelson, right? I believe that's not right. the book publisher Thomas right. Nelson, right. a different Thomas Nelson, but he's from Atlanta <laughs> and so a lot of these issues that he was speaking on were very, very real to him. He leads a a group of young adults that work for a lot of the companies in that area, the bigger companies, Coca Cola, some of the other ones that are implementing these regulations, these truths that they want in are, the company. That,
1: that are creating these, these, their
0: own justice system within their Correct. community. Yeah, so it, the consensus of the, the young adults that he talked to was that all the different companies, their levels, uh, their ideas of righteousness and truth are different. Um, so that just gives you a little backstory. Uh, also, he talked about the way he opened his, his sermon was um, we're looking in Luke eighteen nine through 17. And that's the story of basically the Pharisee, the righteous, what you call righteous man and unrighteous man. And what Jesus is, Jesus is telling in that story is the Pharisee was proud of himself because he wasn't like the other guy. And he, he, the Pharisee was patting himself on the back, and uh, the sinner was just broken down. Knowing that he was a sinner, and um, Jesus said, "I tell you to be merciful. I tell you, this man went to the house justified, talking about the sinner rather than the other, talking about the Pharisee. For everyone, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted." And I think the way, the reason that he opened that up that way, is to let us know that if we look at people and deem them not righteous based on our uh, perceived righteousness, then then we're the Pharisee in that story. Exactly. And so it's hard to separate what I think is righteousness at some point. Um, (laughs) Where I have to be is what God thinks is righteous. What is righteous? Because God is righteousness and justice at the same time. So if I'm not lined up according to his word, then it doesn't matter. I can't pat myself on the back. Most of the time when I hear these stories of all this stuff changing in our world and people making their own definitions, and my, one of my employees yesterday, um, we when we work on stuff or whatever, if I do something good, if I know something that he doesn't know, it really excites him, and he'll call me, way to go, master. Like I'm the master of that, you know, that area that we're working on, we were changing brakes, rotors yesterday. And he said, oh, I can't say that anymore. And I was like, why not? And he said, the r- The radio this morning, they're talking about deleting that word because of the slaves, um, back in the day and having masters and stuff. And I, I get that, but not to the point where you can't just delete a word and be righteous right? or, or, or justice or merciful or whatever. It doesn't work like that. So, if, we're, if I'm not going back to the Word, if I'm not setting everything, all my expectations and the, and the levels and the, the truths of justice and righteousness on what's taught to me through the Word, then it's nothing. That's exactly right. That's great stuff. So the book I'm reading
3: right now, and not coincidentally, it emphasized something about this this morning, and it was talking about raising our children. And how good of a job are we doing as parents in teaching our kids what the biblical view of issues are and preparing them to address them because they're going to come up compared to the worldview. So as I listen to all you guys talk, what has started to occur that I think can be really broken down very simply is this. If acceptance trumps God's word, it's out of order. If I am accepting someone because I want them to know God's love, but God's word says that is not accept, that is not okay, that is not the right order of operations.
1: Yeah, what I wrote down here, Brandon, is exactly what you're saying. We want justice um, and mercy when it suits us. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's. We want it when it, that's exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, if it fits your agenda, if it fits your mold, if it fits whatever you want. Yes. uh, If it suits you, um, you know, it, it's, uh, (laughs) it's not just. That's right. uh, Because it's, it's about you or someone else. It's not about God. And what this guy did, um, you know, Shane, and I know, I know you listened to it and, he he did a fantastic job of explaining how justice and mercy go together. How how God is all justice and all mercy at the same time, which is very difficult for a lot of folks to wrap their mind around.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh it's kind, kind of like the Trinity, you know, you're you're looking at something that's one but more than one. Right. Exactly. You know, and and he talks about how,
1: you know, first of all when when you think about justice you typically think about somebody getting what they deserve law and order yeah mm-hmm. you know you think about law and order you think about somebody getting what they deserve um and and the fact is is that the justice of god was created in like genesis 3 you know or 2 it was the very beginning of the bible whenever sin entered the Garden of Eden, that justice began, and the wages of sin is death, and we're every human born is born into sin, so justifiably the wages of sin is death, and that's very difficult for people to understand and wrap their mind around for a long time it's it was it was a hard time for I had a hard time with that, you know uh just understanding there was so there was a there was a time where the thought process behind children dying or bad things happening to good people, you know all of those things that the world deems unjust, okay all all of those things that we in our human you know minds think is unjust there was a time where I struggled with that until I started reading and I started, you know, reading the Bible and, and and listening to people on that subject matter. And I realized that we were destined, I mean, from, from the, from day three or, you know, or whatever day it was, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, uh, we were, we were destined to, to die and, and he talks about how that justification works from a standpoint. He, he reads some um, some A.W. Tozer, um, you know, lines in a couple of the books called The Attributes of God uh, that he referenced, where it talks about how, you know, he, he was talking about the Pharisee and the tax collector and how, you know, one was justified, one—or actually, they were both justified, you know, mm-hmm. both— he, he was justified in condemning the Pharisees to death, and he was justified in giving the tax collector life. Yeah. You know, um, it's wanna, just interesting.
2: Real quick, um, you know, just for our listeners, you, uh, on day three we were destined to die. What you, are you talking about, Adam and Eve? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And for the wages of sin is death, and that's what you're right. referring to. Yeah, I'm talking about how
1: um, in the beginning. You know God created Adam and Eve um, in 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 this perfect world that was sin free, mm-hmm. and then sin entered the world whenever uh, it was Eve chose to eat the apple forbidden off, fruit, of, off, off, fruit, of, off yeah. of the uh, off of the forbidden tree, yeah. and um, when sin entered the world, everything changed for us for all of mankind for the for the remainder of uh, of the world, you know? And, and so that's, that's when sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, uh, there had to be justification for that sin. Uh, we, we had to, uh, now again, we we could, we could talk about this for a while. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, God has already developed a system of justice that, that, is never changing. It's 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 always going to be the same, and everything that he chooses to do is just. There is there is no injustice uh, from God's perspective, That's right. and and so um, we've just got this again, this yep. insanely confused world on on creating their own agendas of justice and righteousness that suit, that suit them, and we've got to figure out a way to flip the script you know
0: i think for uh just for a little reference um i'm gonna refer you guys to episode three god's sovereignty and then episode 18 true self uh we talk a little a little bit about these topics and going back to like three with god's sovereignty excuse me with god's sovereignty first of all we we have to we have to know that god's sovereign right and then then we take that sovereignty and know that his word is the truth and that his Holy Spirit guides us in, in all these topics because, like you said in the beginning, if we don't have a basis, we're just going to be confused like everybody else. Well, and when we're confused as believers, okay, that creates
3: more confusion and the devil's winning. Okay, so let, let me give you a real-world example here because I would imagine if I'm listening to this, I'm going, okay, That all sounds great, but if I'm not a devout, you know, in my Bible everyday believer or I'm not a believer, I'm going, what are these guys really talking about? Real world today. Okay, and I'm going to put myself on the spot. If I have someone come up to me that I know directly or indirectly and they know I profess to be a believer, okay, hopefully by my actions and my words, okay, and they go, Brandon, you know, I, I really you know, enjoy being around you, but, uh, I'm, I'm homosexual. Okay. What do you believe the Bible says about homosexuality in a real world example? Now, if I'd have had this happen 10 years ago,
1: Now this, this guy's asking, me asking me as what, a believer, what you believe yes. the Bible has to say about homosexuality. Yes.
3: And I have to be concrete enough to know what God's word says and give him a response. Okay, so very simply, you know, just to keep it real on the top surface, well, friend, I don't believe that uh, God condones that, and I believe it's a sin. Okay, well, then you don't love me. You're not showing God's love. No, actually, I do believe I'm showing God's love because that's what I interpret the Bible, and that's how I stay in the Word, and that's my job as a believer is to understand what the Word says. Here's the thing that gets so twisted in the worldview of today. I can love that person and pray for that person and be friends with that person. The reality is, is that I will be made often, not always, but often the bad guy. Here's where the next level comes. Am I comfortable enough in what God's word says to know that I will be persecuted for standing up for what his word says. That's the separator. And years ago, I might have ebbed and flowed a little bit and just made them feel comfortable because I thought I was showing God's love, but what I was really doing is being one of the Sadducees. Right. I was twisting it to the way that it fit me to get what I
0: wanted mm-hmm. to not be uncomfortable. Do you think that uh, it's a if that s- scenario happens that the there's a, a level of that person feeling persecuted because of the sin? That they're in and then putting it on you, or do you think I, I think what's the, the byproduct there? You know, I, who knows?
3: Um, I think a lot of times our foundation of where we stand really can come across in a in a God-loving way in the tone and how we respond. Deliver that, Delivery. yeah. Delivery.
2: I really like, um, first of all, I, I, I just want the listeners to know that I, I have a friend that is homosexual. I do, too. And <laughs> several, uh, yeah, I and, think we all and, probably, we all, we all yeah, do. friends, yeah. family, and uh, <coughs> yeah. you know, and and whenever if if I am asked that question, you know, what a, my response is for me, it's no different than uh, uh, a friend that I have that might that might have committed adultery. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it it's the same, it's the same realm, it's the same sin. I don't, I'm not here to judge that person. There you go. However, if that person asks me how do you feel about this, you know, from, from a biblical perspective, it's a sin. Yes. It's a sin. And, and I don't, and it's no different
3: than a sin that you and I commit as far as saying a bad word or not leading our family the way we're supposed to. That's where this eye opening experience has occurred for me lately. We serve a mighty God that we can cast all of our worries on. That's right. So, when we go to him and go, is this how I interpret your word? God, help me be the hands and feet of you. And then we can go back to him again. It doesn't. I think people want to categorize like levels of sin. Mm-hmm. They do. And they, there's and not. There's no. not. And they, they uh, and he,
1: at the end of the day, like you said, he does not call us to judge. That's right. It doesn't matter what the sin is. Our job is to love. Yeah. That's right. End of story. Amen. You know, our job is to love, you know, in in, in that, in that example, you know, you, you said, well, he may come back and say, well, then you don't love me. Mm -hmm. And that's like, no, sir, I do love
3: you. You asked me for my belief. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. That's right. And, and and I love you and I would do
1: anything for you. And, and, um, you know, uh, I believe that, just because that's what the Bible says, and you ask me that question, does not mean that I don't love you.
0: I, go ahead. It's hard to even talk about this topic, to be honest, because we don't want to offend anybody, because we all you know go. somebody who's who's gay, homosexual, whatever you want to call it, um, but the offensive nature, I I think if you talk to anybody that's homosexual, that knows okay, any four of us in this room, they've... Probably never felt condemnation. Okay. They've probably felt loved when we're around them and talked to them, uh, not tooting our own horn. But what's happened in today's society is either or. Yeah. Christians have been made out to be persecutors of mm-hmm. uh, homosexuals. Mm-hmm. And I do not, if if we're right with God, I do not believe it's not us persecuting them, it may be God convicting them. But that's been it's been spun to such a level that we're even scared to talk about it. He comes Absolutely. Still
3: kill and destroy guys. We talk about that all the time. Deception. This deception is a perfect example of deception. And don't look over here, focus really here. So you think that's the problem, and that's really not the problem. Right. You, you know? know, I mean, he is he is the the devil is the
1: master uh there's I mean, that he, word. Yeah, there we go again. The master, Can't, you cannot say that. He, he's the he's the kernel of we'll, the other we'll deep side. We'll beep it out. No doubt. You know, <laughs> I mean, he he is he is absolutely the master of deception, and and so um, it all of this confusion, all of this stuff that we're talking about in this podcast, all of this, you know, justice and mercy for what suits you. All of this can, uh, it's all deception created by the devil, by the king of lies. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, the only way that that we're going to combat this is to do exactly what we're doing right now and pray that, uh, you know, there are others uh, that are trying to do the same thing, you know.
0: Amen. Good stuff. Anybody else got anything to add?
2: Great topic. Great yeah,
0: topic. I feel like we could talk about that for a long time. I do, too. Um,
2: uh,
1: I feel like we could. I feel like that, um, you know, the longer we talk about it, probably the the greater chance we have of maybe finding – somebody finding a fence and something. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just go ahead and uh, shut it down. So, so I will
0: bring it – I'll bring it back to us. Um, and, and personally, and if you're listening and those are not things that you struggle with, well h- – h- being uh, homosexual, in, in my mind, and I believe the Bible backs us up on this, uh, sin's a sin, right? Mm-hmm. We have different levels um, on this earth, like, and possibly different. We think there are different levels, but we have different consequences. Because of the um, justice system. Correct. We look at it. Absolutely. Um, but to God, sin mm-hmm. is sin. And there's no difference uh, with that and um, any other habitual sin.
3: Hey, let's flip that on its head real quick. Someone who murders someone can ask God for forgiveness and see Jesus when they die. Amen. Same way as someone who says a bad word knows it's a sin can ask for forgiveness and ask to know how to know Jesus and see God. Mm -hmm. Put it that way, it's a whole
0: different perspective of mercy and love. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today on this uh, topic. Uh, I feel like it was real relative to the world today. I uh, appreciate you listening. If you would, uh, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. And uh, go out and kick the day on the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.